Hey everyone and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week we are continuing the Summer Essentials albums of the month of June and we are doing After the Party by the Menzingers. Yeah, buddy. So let's get in. I'm tired. <laughs> I hit record right when I started, right when you said that. Um, That's fine. So how are you doing, Kev? Besides I'm tired. tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. Uh, started a new job this week, so um, 6 a.m. Waking up at 6 a.m. is a lot different than waking up at 9 a.m. So Huge um, difference. 8.30, whatever the fuck I was waking up. But yeah, so uh, it's an adjustment period for sure. Um, but, you know, aside from that... Uh, Pretty, pretty normal. Pretty normal stuff. It's not that normal. You, I've never seen you in a, in a collared shirt. I don't think ever. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm really excited to talk about this album because I've always listened to it. i uh, never really shown it to anyone. So um, we're going to get into your thoughts in a minute. Uh, like I mentioned, it is After the Party by the Menzingers. Uh, it came out February 3rd, 2017. Um I'm going to get your opening thoughts, and then we're going to go over a couple things going before we get into the album. Uh, let's hear your opening thoughts, bro. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of opening thoughts, because I, I had only listened to the one song. Uh, what play Was it on Windows Down last year? Yeah. Uh, so, um, what, what, what track was it? I forget the name of it. Your Wild Years? Uh, your Wild Years, yes. And I really liked that track at the time. Um, so that was my expectation for the album. Um yeah, I, I, I kind of had an idea of like a Bruce Springsteen-y type vibe, and um, it didn't end up being completely that. But it was, you know, it's it, they're a rock band, I mean, through and through. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't shocked by what I heard. Um, I'll get into some of my thoughts as we go on, um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a good album. There's just some things that bothered me a little bit, but other than that, it's it's a good album. I think. Again, I'll get into it a little bit more later, but I think this album is a little longer than it needs to be. I totally um, agree. Yeah, it's just a little bit longer than it needs to be. Um, and there's 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 some reshuffling of tracks that I would have done. But other than that, it's it's still a good album. It's just I, I found, like I, t- I texted you last night, I was like, I'm going to take a break because I feel myself getting annoyed and I don't want to shit on this album. So um, I made it two-thirds of the way through and i'm like i'm gonna finish my notes in the morning so um but yeah no other i'll get more into into that as we go along but yeah it's overall solid b for this album yeah that's all you can ask for from you know a a, they're called heartland punk because they're they're almost i don't know they have like an americana feel at times and i use that word very liberally but uh there's punk elements but it also feels like grown-up punk like Guys yeah. that grew up in the scene that like want to make rock music, but still have that that influence, and you can feel that. Um, I had listened to one song prior to this album. Um, it was called "I Don't Want to Be an Asshole Anymore," and it was on like a compilation album. And 
I didn't really care for like his gravelly voice, but it, I feel like as he's gotten older, he's gotten away from the gravelly voice. Um, you can still hear it in some of the songs here, but generally, uh, I really like his voice. I think the first song I heard was Your Wild Years, and it was on someone's like Instagram story, and I was like, that's the Menzingers? That's the same Menzingers I heard like on that compilation all the years ago? So it got me digging into this album, and it's become a summer staple for me, and uh, we'll get into why later on, because this is kind of like a, a, a love song, a love album to your 20s. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I think um, where I was kind of annoyed that it was longer, sometimes I felt like you really don't want the album to end because then you're really saying bye to your 20s. And I think that's kind of it. Like some of these songs definitely could have been cut. But yeah. they're also like, you know what? Why cut it? You know, this is the last time we're going to talk about our 20s. After this, we have to move on, you know? Yeah. And that's what a lot of the songs are about, and I kind of feel like that's what the album was kind of trying to say. It was like, I know it's a lot, but I hope I hope it's okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's it's self-serving, and that's okay. I mean, um, again, it's... I, I'm the complete opposite of you. I prefer the gravel to in his voice um, to the clean, um, just because, I, I, like I said, my expectation was for a rock album coming in. Um, so the amount of cleans, especially in the first part of the album, were were a bit different than what I was expecting. So I think that might be some of the source of my um, trepidation, I guess, with this album. Um, but yeah, uh, let's just let's just get into it so we yeah. can uh, um, expound on these thoughts. So something we haven't done in a long time, and I realized um, when I was about to uh, write my notes, we haven't done. Hey, Kev, you want to guess the singles for this album? in a long time yeah uh yeah sure i could try that uh certainly the wild years nope oh wow that's it's bold because it's the best song on the album (laughs) (laughs) um okay um telling lies then nope okay i have no idea then uh lookers bad catholics thick as thieves and after the party Okay, after the party makes sense too. That's that's the song that should have ended the album. I yeah. So, um, yeah, that, those make sense, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm just looking through to see how I felt about each one of those songs. Did you say Black Mass was one? No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, it's it's not. It's I don't dislike the song. It just wouldn't have been a good single. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was completely wrong then. Yeah. Um, the only other note I had was this uh, album peaked at number 67 on the Billboard 200, which it, using the word peaked is kind of strange because it could be even for a day. It was at number 67. So uh, it's still kind of crazy that it made it that high up on the Billboard 200. But because um, the Menzingers aren't like a, a, a household name, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, this came out in what, 2017? Yes, February 3rd, 2017. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, uh, cool. I'll start with telling lies then. And, you know, uh, I just said nothing nothing wrong with some just some good old rock and roll. Again, that's what the mindset I was in, and I got it kind of right off the right off the rip here. And, uh, yeah, it's I, I'll get it out of the way. I think your, your description of what did you call it, uh, Midwestern punk or whatever? Heartland punk, yeah. Heartland punk. I think that's perfect because it's, it, that was my next note. It's 
it's Bruce Springsteen goes punk essentially this first track. It, that's really what it sounds like. And we have a bit of a Vegas theme developing over the last two weeks, um, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Um, I love that kind of Vegas is for a songwriter, the default place to say, you know, fuck everything else. Um, let's put it all on black and get married by Elvis. Um, I really like that line. Um, and I don't think you can really enjoy Vegas until you're in your thirties anyway. So I think it's a perfect place to kind of say goodbye to your twenties. And I think that this, this title track really kind of sets the tone for that, that theme you were talking about of kind of letting go of your twenties and uh, accepting your thirties. So you're kind of in that spot now. I mean, you're, you're in that exact spot in your life. So it makes sense that you wanted to do this album. Uh, I've already been through it. I was ready to be done with my twenties. So this doesn't hit quite as hard for me. Um, I, I was, I was kicking and screaming to get out of my twenties, not to <laughs> reach my, you know, so not clinging on to them, but yeah, I totally, I mean, I can relate being in my mid thirties now, you know, it's, you look back on them with fond ish memories. Yeah, no, I, I think this song hit harder when I was like 27, 28. Cause you're like, Oh man, 30 is right around the corner, but you know, I'm turning 30, um, in a few months and it's like. I'm I'm ready, you know. Like it's, it, you want to close the book on on the the decade of your life and move on. Um, and I think this song is kind of like, not just like. It's being really okay with saying goodbye to your twenties, and at times you could feel him like reminiscing throughout the album. But this one's like, you know, people keep asking me where you're gonna go now that your twenties are over, and I'll just lie to them, you know, like it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) you know he's he's okay with where he's at in life um i the the crashing drums the crashing of the cymbals and then the the guitar solo to start it out it felt like the end of the album had started back over or something um and i thought that was really cool yeah i have getting thrusted into where he's at in life yeah i have some issues with the cymbals and the way they were mixed in this album they're very muddled, especially towards, <laughs> especially towards the end of the album. They they get it right on a few tracks, but to me, it was just they didn't sound great for a lot of the album, and, mm-hmm. the, the, and, and that sucks because the drummer I feel like did a good job. It's just I think it was more in the mix. Um, I don't know, but it, it's more towards the end of the album that I really started to notice how muddled the cymbals sounded. Maybe because it's just they're so forward in the track. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's just a. a, a a small little thing I had. Well, I'm glad you took notes on the instruments because I mostly did lyrics this week. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't take a whole lot of notes, but that was one of that was one of the things that I I couldn't help but notice is just the symbols towards the end of this album were really starting to to get to me. I was like, why is this mix mixed this way? Um, but yeah, no, it, it, the energy is there, and I, I I know what they were going for. It just feels like a it could have been mixed a little better, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think my favorite thing about this song is the verse after the second chorus. I feel like it's what makes the song. It you know after talking about all the fun things you have planned for your thirties and all the things you did in your twenties, you realize that you may have over romanticized your twenties, and you're actually okay with the change that's coming with your thirties. And it, I think the line is, "Is it okay to say that things gotta change?" And it's like, yeah. It, it is, you know, you, things can't stay the same way forever. And I think having that as like the first track is kind of a cool way to just set the tone for the album. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good tone setter for sure. 
Um, ready to get in track two, Thick as Thieves? Let's do her. Um, Thick as Thieves. I love the instrumental break uh, between the verses. You get like a guitar solo and those pounding drums um, that really feels like you're being like thrusted into the past. Um, and it's something everyone can relate to. You're Thick as Thieves with people um, in your 20s or even your high school buddies, and there just ends up being a bunch of distance. And, you know, these guys are touring artists, so we can't necessarily relate, but the themes are still there for us to relate to. Um, we're aging people who don't get to see their high school buddies or the people we hung out with in our 20s, um, but a couple times a year. And I think that's uh, why this song is a single, is like, it's a love song to your friends that you don't get to see. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I and I realized later in the album I was listening to it incorrectly. Like, I was focusing more on like sonically which you know that's what i do um but there were stories being told here that i was missing because i was focusing pretty much entirely on how it was making me feel sonically um and my first note was i i always i talk a lot on this show about like pining for a rock revival and then every time i hear a really good rock band like modern rock band like this it just doesn't quite hit the spot that i want so my my illusion had already been busted by track two. <laughs> and I think it's just because I, I don't know why. I think it's more, it's a comment more, it's a comment on myself and my, my own tastes versus the Menzingers for sure. Uh, Cause they're good. It's just, it's just, it wasn't scratching the itch I expected it to coming in. Um, and I couldn't quite put my finger on why, but the chorus rips, uh, the, the crunchy power chords mimicking the lead, I think is a really cool touch. I think anytime you can do that in a song and make it sound clean, I think is, is a really good, um, certainly rock trope that if you nail it, it sounds really good. Um, but yeah, it's just an okay track for me. It didn't blow me away. And I don't really like mid tempo rock. I think that's probably what it, what it was for me. It was just a lot of the tempo was either too like mid tempo or it, it some of the slower songs didn't quite scratch the itch I was looking for either. Um, but yeah, it's fine. I mean, there's nothing there again, there's nothing wrong with this track. It's just, I came in with an expectation of getting like a pure rock album. And when I didn't quite get that, it was, it was a bit jarring for me. Yeah. I probably should have warned you that most of these songs are like storyteller songs and that, yeah, his lyrics are insane, insanely good. He's really, uh, he's a wordsmith. And he uses words that no other punk rock band would dare to use. Uh, and I think a lot of the imagery and stuff he uses is really cool. Um, and that's why I was drawn to him. The The music, for the first time in a long time, has kind of been the background to like what I'm reading along with in the lyrics. So that's, that's cool to hear you pick up on that kind of stuff, because I definitely did not. A lot of these songs I've been listening to for a few years. So, Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with telling a good story. And, and, you know, I think all of these tracks are, they're little snapshots of a slice of life in this in this dude's life. And I think, had I been focusing on that more, um, I would have enjoyed this album more than I did. It's, and again, I didn't not enjoy it. It's just, it wasn't, like I said, it, it wasn't scratching the itch I expected it to necessarily. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to Lookers if you're ready. Uh, track number three, Lookers. Uh, I, re- I really did like the intro. and I, Contrary to what I talk about a lot, where I don't like raw demo sounding stuff, I think it works here, uh, where it sounds like he's recording his vocal down a hallway in a very poorly acoustically tuned room. 
Um, but it's nice. I think it kind of lends itself to uh, the rawness of the storytelling that's going on here. It's kind of like, it's like he decided one day, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say goodbye, you know, and I'm gonna just gonna set up in my bathroom and, and record this intro. Um, and again, I can't, this is where I kind of ruminate on if I really, I couldn't tell if I liked the vocalist or not. Uh, he was kind of wavering between gravel and cleans for a lot of the front half of the album. Um, and it just kind of confused me uh, sonically. But uh, it, again, it, it's, I think I was more just struggling every time I listened to it of if I liked the sound or not. And I think that kind of muddled my, my, uh, comprehension of the album a little bit and i you know, again last night i started to realize it and then this morning i even more so when i was less annoyed and it wasn't you know i wasn't dead tired at midnight uh but yeah no my last night is this is this this track reminds me of the google dolls if they weren't 10 ply soft like it has that kind of like same like late 90s kind of alternative rock feel but it's better than that by miles like i I don't want to shit on the Google dolls, but they're not like they're not my cup of tea. But this is this is certainly something more palatable than that. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, I didn't. I mean, this song is basically just photographed, but way better told by Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, just looking at an old photograph and being like, "Man, we were such lookers in the old days." I I think everyone has related to that, whether that's you know going through like a, a photo album or getting on Facebook and being like. Oh, this memory popped up. Look how skinny I used to be. Wow, I had, I didn't have bags under my eyes then. You know, just like reminiscing on your past and being like, why did I think I didn't have it together then? And it looks like I do in hindsight. Um, yeah, this, it's just an intelligent person's version of Photograph by Nickelback. And I think it's it's super relatable. It, Damn, I used to be so good looking, so confident. What happened? Uh Where's that cute girl I used to see all the time? I think this is the song he says, like the girl at the the Jenny from the the music venue he used to go to. I wonder what she's up to now. Um, and just all that is just like everyone has as your as life slows down a little bit, you start thinking like, man, now that life's slowed down, like what happened to this person? What happened to this? Like what happened to me? You know, <laughs> and uh, I think that's why this is the lead single off the album is just like kind of being the the uh letting people know like we're not as young as we used to be we're not like the <laughs> the 20 year olds cramming into a van we are the 30 year olds who have arthritis a little bit and get sore in the morning your lower back can't handle sleeping in a van as much as it used to <laughs> yeah. um but yeah let's get into track four midwestern states um this song might be more relatable in 2022 than it was in 2017. Um, just needing to get the fuck away uh, with your girl because life has gone to shit and you need to get out of the Midwest. You feel like the Midwest is like suffocating you. Um, and I, I I wrote down the entire uh, kind of first verse. Uh, been having problems with our landlord. Said he's taken us to court. She's got our, she got her hours slashed and my unemployment's drying up fast. We both got worthless to diplomas from worthless universities two bachelors and worthless studies but at least it made our parents happy and cost a whole lot of money i mean that's just the thesis of any you know any millennial really it's like yeah that's my life yeah 
<laughs> you got guilted into going to college. Now you're up to debt in your ears and you're just trying to get away. And I think this song could easily be kind of annoying because like, oh, why are you whining? But these guys are really thankful for just having a place to stay. And I think they're, the story starts with them like saying thanks to their friends for letting us crash here. I swear it's only going to be a few days. We're trying to make it out west. And um, I don't know. This song was like really powerful for me. And when he says those Midwestern states and the guitars is like, and he gets like really gravelly with the Midwestern states, the more he says it, it just makes me so happy. And it, it feels like a road trip anthem. Yeah, no, it's kind of a sad road trip anthem. It's it's not like, hey, we look, we're we're going uh, someplace we really want to be. It's no, hey, we need to get the fuck out of here. It's kind of the opposite of what you would normally expect from a road trip song. But I, I totally agree. Um, I I don't know about you, but anytime I see any mention of a midwestern state or Ohio specifically, I get really excited. <laughs> it's like yeah somebody knows us we're not just flyover states but that's exactly what this song is it's talking about us being flyover states so um and this opening for for some reason i really wanted like a midwest emo like tapping part in it it just kind of felt like it would have fit really well i know that's not their style um but I've, i've grown to really like that for some reason in an intro um i think it's just because i enjoy cool guitar work um, and I think it really would fit well here. That was just kind of an aside note for this song. Um, but yeah, no, like you like you already touched on the this has nothing to do with being <laughs> being happy about being in a Midwest state. It's about getting out. And uh, you know, I like I said, I can't really tell if this is a sad song or if he's just saying he's happy wherever he goes as long as it's with his significant other, who both have you know worthless degrees from worthless universities. and uh, yeah, it's it was an interesting. Uh, trip through the song for me especially when i was taking my notes listen because i was actually starting to really listen to it and i i you know chicago is a perfect fit i feel like every some everybody knows somebody in chicago they can crash with for a few days i feel like that's pretty relatable especially if you grew up in the midwest somebody one of your buddies always ends up in chicago so <laughs> that's so true you know what and, i mean and it yeah. feels like you're out of the midwest even though it's definitely part of the midwest <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Chicago's a huge city, man. It, it feels very uh, New York City-ish. It's got a different vibe, but it's it doesn't feel like cornfields and and cows. You know what I mean? It feels very much like a huge metropolitan area like it is. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it, nothing wrong with the song. I enjoyed it. It's just, you know, I was struggling with being happy about being mentioned and then struggling with... I need to get out of this place that I'm so happy to be a part of yeah. personally. Um, but yeah, I will move on to Charlie's army. Uh, I was like, hell yes. So finally back to rock a little bit. Um, and this, this is such a strange comparison. I almost hesitated to put it on here, but it reminds me of graves era misfits. And I think it's the way that he says Juliet in the song. It very, it sounds so much like the way Michael graves would kind of enunciate weirdly on things. Um, but this is where I started to kind of realize that I was kind of listening to the album a little bit wrong, where this, this song is, this is just another snapshot, right? It's a snapshot of, uh, it doesn't have to be a huge statement. Just tell a fun story. That's fun to listen to. And there's, there's something crazy or there's something charming about, uh, 
a crazy ex-boyfriend wanting to beat the shit out of you for no reason other than you're just sleeping with his ex and i think there's a frenetic energy in this song especially when he's talking about charlie wanting to beat his ass or whatever um it's it was a it's a fun story and i i think i really enjoyed just losing myself in the story of the song yeah that's that's how this whole album is for me and this this is probably the silliest song we get on the album it yeah. feels like a like a drunk proclamation like the the army's coming for me juliet <sighs> tell you tell your man i ain't afraid to die if loving julie is a capital crime <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it feels like something you would say when you're really drunk and you're like, wow, that was really poetic. It's like, yeah, I just came up with it. Um, it just feels like you're you're uh, telling a story from your perspective. Like, I get always mad because she's so great and like we're out doing all this fun stuff. Um, I really like the way it clears out the instruments, except the kick drum and the guitars when he's like, tell your man I ain't afraid to die. And like the drums come back in and everybody comes back in. But when it clears out like that, it really like makes that moment, even though it's kind of silly, it makes it feel powerful. And then you get like guitar solos. I just think this song was really, really well orchestrated. And even if it's probably the most shallow song we have on the album, it's probably the most fun we have until we get to your wild years. Yeah. I think it's probably my second favorite track in the album to be perfectly honest with you, just because I had fun. I had a lot of fun listening to it. Um, I, you know, a lot of this stuff had little things that annoyed me and this one just didn't. So, yeah, I think Charlie's army, bad Catholics and your wild years are definitely the three best songs on the album. Um, let's get into track six house on fire. Um, I'm not crazy about this song and there's a few on this album that I could have just parted ways with without thinking twice about, uh, I normally would skip this track if we weren't doing an album listen. Um, waiting for your life to start, then you die. Well, was your heart beating in the first place? That's really, that's a really cool line in a song that I'm not crazy about, but it's kind of what everyone goes through in their 20s. Like, does anything matter? Do I matter? Uh, by the time I get the point of life, is life already over? It's just that nihilistic view that everyone gets at some point in their 20s, and then you either expound on it or you go out of it so i don't know what are your thoughts yeah um i i wrote down that first line as well i mean that's a hell of a way to open a song but it's just like an existential challenge uh and i wasn't expecting it from from anywhere really <laughs> so um and it, i think it's a metaphor of substance abuse because he talks about a lot of drug use in here and how you're kind of always chasing a high. I mean, I make, I could be reading into it completely wrong, um, but you know, you're trying to find some sort of life in substances, and before you realize it, you realize you were no, you there was nothing there to chase, and that's like, where's your heart ever beating? Because you realize, you know, there's so much more than to life than the whatever these substances make you feel. Um, but this is where I started to get really annoyed with this album a bit because up to this point, it's. I feel like this, again, all the individual songs, if I listened to them just as individual songs, I, w- I feel like I would like them a lot more. But it, it started to feel like one continuous song at this point. Does that make sense? Like everything, it, there's not a whole lot of ups or downs to kind of break up the monotony between each track. And they all kind of start to blend together. So especially last night after, you know, when I was tired and um, laying in bed and I was like, God, 
And I, I think I looked at the track list at this point. I was like, holy shit, I've got a lot of this album left. And I, I'm already starting to get kind of tired of it. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree. I think this could have been taken out, gone straight into Black Mass. And it would have been that kind of that downward kind of palate cleanser that I needed um, at this point. So, again, this is a fine song. I think I would like it better if outside of the context of the album, you know, kind of reshuffling the track list a little bit um I, but i like the themes i think it's a i think it's a, a story worth being told just maybe not at this part in the album yeah for sure um black mass or black you got mass? more no let's do it black mass so as a metalhead when i see a song titled black mass i expect something truly fucking evil and satanic i didn't get that um <laughs> but it's it's a cool stripped down uh ditty uh, about a dying love uh I really, really like the line. We used to want to take the back roads, but now we found a distance shorter. That really kind of touched my soul because that is, it reminded me a little bit of smoking out the window from last week um, where it's like you both have kind of realized it's over and you're just, you're kind of going through the motions at this point. Like what happened to what, you know, those times when we really enjoyed just being around each other and being in a car and taking long the longer way because we just didn't want to have this time that in this super close proximity end and now we're just like ah this we can get home quicker this way let's just go this way i think something small like that is such an interesting metaphor for um the dying embers of what something that used to be you know really enjoyable yeah it's it's like an early sign to know it's the beginning of the end um mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that was a good pickup on that. Um, I I originally wasn't crazy about this song, but I think I changed my mind. I kind of like that they slowed the tempo. It's not a palate cleanser, but it just we've had up tempo and mid tempo pretty much all the way up to this point. We needed something a little bit different, and that opening bass line um, sounds like it would be something when you're like walking into a shithole bar and you're like contemplating your thoughts, and you just need to be alone. You're gonna go sit in the corner bar. Um, and it kind of reminds me of like, I, from what I was picking up on the lyrics, you go to church because it was what you were raised to do. Now it feels kind of trite. It's strange relating with the lamb to the slaughter is something he says at some point. Um, and it, I kind of took it as like a more of a like refuting your religion, especially we've got all these Midwest um, themes going on throughout the album. And it's like, you are the outcast. You are the outcast for you know refuting your religion, and um, now he's kind of translating those feelings he had, like being casted out from the church, the same he's feeling in this relationship. And it's strange that something so familiar can feel so informal and forced. So like you go back to church for like a a holiday or something, um, and it just doesn't feel the same it did when you were younger. And that's kind of the same way you feel in this relationship. Like, how does this feel so? formal now instead of informal you know yeah um but the the whole i do anything for you just to stay just a little a little bit longer it's just like so heart-wrenching he could have found a thousand ways to say it but just saying it that simple he's like i've been coming up with all these metaphors throughout the song but i'm gonna lay it out there i just wish you would stay a little bit longer it's just so gut-wrenching and i think yeah um to have such a tragic song halfway through the album was kind of perfectly needed, I think. Because, like, you've had goofy songs. You had songs where 
you're kind of just talking about missing your friends and missing your 20s, but having a song like this, I think, was perfectly placed. Yeah, and to your point, I think beautiful words are nice to hear, right? But I think when you just say something simply and you say it something raw, I think that's way more powerful than any sort of poetry there is out there. Uh, because it's just like, you know what? I'm not going to dress it up. This is how I feel. This is what I want you to hear. And I think just being point blank like that is, is, is a, a lot of the times way more powerful than trying to gussy it up and make it sound uh, romantic or poetic or, you know, whatever your theme you're going for. I think there's some power in just saying what you want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that's why they went with this being the slowed down song. I don't know if we get another one for the rest of the album besides the bars. And mm-hmm. even that has some up-tempo parts, but just to like strip everything out and just have a bass and acoustic guitar and drums was, I think, a really cool choice. And if you're ready to move on, we'll get into another song I'm not crazy about. Yeah. That being said, I, did- I, I totally convinced myself I like Black Mass, and I'll probably keep listening to it, so... Yeah, I don't have any real notes on this song other than stuff I've already talked about. So go ahead. Um, Boy- I was I was really really grumpy at this point last night. <laughs> That's okay. Well, after Boy Blue, we get into the good stuff. Um, yeah, Boy Blue. I'm not crazy about the song. I think it's about realizing as you get older that your parents aren't perfect, and everyone in your family could kind of be mess ups, but you still love them regardless. Um, it's a cleverly written song. It's just not one of my favorites among the thirteen. Um, if I'm being honest, I probably won't listen to this song much after after it's all said and done. And mm-hmm. it's it's because it's a track eight. If this was an early album pick, maybe. Or, you know, if we had a ten album a ten song album and then this was like an extra EP afterwards, uh, I think I would be way into it. But you know, we're just kind of looking for something al- along the lines of what we've been hearing or something better, you know. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think we get that with bad Catholics. Yeah, I had the exact same note. I was like, if this was at the beginning of the album, before I got annoyed with this sound, you know what I mean? I think I would probably would have liked it a lot better. But, you know, like I said, I, I realized I was I was being grumpy last night. <laughs> so I, I was just like, I'm going to I'm going to sleep and then come back to this fresh in the morning. Yeah. And I did with bad Catholics. So, uh, yeah, I, I, my first note is, all right, it's the next morning and I'm in a better mood. What a great <laughs> I, song to start over with. Yeah. Um, I really like, I really, really, really like when the beat drops out for the verses. It's This feels like the most dynamic change in any of the so- like the tracks up to this point. And it was something I was really desperately craving from this album. Just make me feel something a little bit different than the way you've been making me feel up to this point and what this is what track nine yeah yeah so i mean i was i did i needed to feel i needed to, to be shifted i did it's like it was just a flat line up to this point um and finally we got a little bit of a pulse back to you know uh and i really started to to realize this morning again i had that epiphany i was like i think i've been listening to this album the wrong way where i need to focus more on what's being said um and the the music is more of just a vehicle for the story um i don't want to say it's an afterthought because that's not that's not fair to the artists that make this but i really do think they're more focused on the lyrics more than what is happening sonically um and yeah this is just a tale of i i think 
watching your crush from church camp kind of move on with somebody else, but you always have those memories of skipping out on communion early. And um, it's something small, but it's, it's, it's something I think all of us can kind of relate to. And it kind of ties back to um, losing your religion from a couple tracks ago. You yeah. Know? We were bad. We were always bad Catholics, you know? So. Yeah. It's, I think it's just kind of uh, one of those songs kind of discussing what happens when you stay in a small town versus when you're traveling the world and like you get, you break out of that Midwestern state and he's been traveling, he's been doing all this stuff. Um, so the only memories he has of this girl is like tr- stays when you're 16, 17 years old and you get your license and should you be paying attention in church? Probably, but I'm going to go out and do some bad stuff with this girl. I like, um, and then you come back all those years later whether it's for like a family picnic or a church picnic, I think is what this song is about. Um, you come back and you know, you're back to visit family or for whatever reason you see that girl and you see her like happy and pregnant with a child and there with her husband. And you're kind of like, damn, we are in completely different places. And I think that's why this song is so cool to me. Is like no one kind of is movies can articulate that, but I've never heard a song quite articulate it. Um, and I love that, like, he has no interest in learning the husband's name. You introduced me to what's-his-name. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I still remember all the fun times we had. Um, and it kind of just shows, like, where your trajectory could be, especially as you get into your 30s. Like, it, I mean, in your 20s, you can be a little different. But in your 30s, it's really distinguishable what path you took in life. Um, and I think that's why I, I love the articulation of going back to your hometown after all these years um, and just kind of realizing how much things have changed specifically with this one girl. But I think he's talking Mm -hmm. about in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a, again, it's a vehicle for a a larger metaphor. Yeah. Um, Let's get into track 10. Um, One of my top five favorite songs of all time, uh, your wild years. Um, We talked about this in the windows down part one from 2021 and it's just fucking beautiful, man. It's the beauty of just going with your girl to her dad's house up in Massachusetts and learning everything you can about her. You know, she's going through all her old boxes, describing her wild years and her upbringing. And you also have this, like, anxiety of, like, not wanting to fuck it up. I think he, like, wakes up in the middle of the night and, like, drinks a, a, a stiff drink and goes back to bed and tries to, like, convince himself everything's fine and that he's going to be enough. I think one of the most powerful lines in this whole album was when he's like, uh, you're the kind of girl that deserves the world. I'm just the guy that promises the world. And just being that self-aware to be like, I'm going to promise you I'm going to try my best, but odds are I'm going to fuck this up. And yeah. I don't know. This song is awesome. And especially the line about like getting drunk with your dad because I'm just trying to relate to him. It's just so fuck. It's it's so perfect. The song just makes me smile every time I hear it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad you did lyrics for this because I did almost exclusively Sonics for, for this. Um, yeah, and I know, I know why you picked this song specifically from this album because it's far and away the best. Uh, it's it's the most, well, it's the best mixed track. Um, it sounds the best. It just sounds better in every way. Like the drums feel punchier. The growl from the vocalist is on full display here. The guitars feel fuller if that makes sense. Uh, and the tempo is just right. I mean, this is, this is what good rock, like good 
I don't know what kind of what subgenre of rock you would put this in, but whatever it is, it's good. Uh, like Americana rock, I suppose, is the, probably the cleanest. You know, the kind of stuff Bruce Springsteen does. This is this is a Bruce Springsteen song, and I mentioned that last year when we talked about it on the Windows Down playlist. And this would do the boss proud. I think this is a, it's a great story told with really great musicianship, and you really feel everything that you're he wanted you to feel um, because all of the elements come together. I think for the first time in this album and i think it really makes a great track and yeah yeah i think like i said i was complaining about the the album feeling like one long track and now we're starting to finally get stuff that feels different and i i really really enjoyed this track quite a bit and i, and I know it's good because i liked it outside of the album but i also liked it within the context of the album as well so it passed both tests i mean you gotta wait 10 songs for the best song on the album that's crazy <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's it, again the album construction needed some work. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless you have something more on that, we'll move straight into the bars. Uh, and I was like, I, I again, I'm blown away. Like, why did we have to wait till track ten to get like a really good album? <laughs> like, not really good. I mean, the album's been good up to this point, but this is these are all just sound different. I think if you throw some of these songs up higher in the album, I would have felt much better about this album as a whole um but i yeah I, again i said i needed this this bath this barroom sing-along about five tracks ago you know i it, it's a it's the palette cleanser we didn't need but we, it was quite welcome like palette cleansers at track 11 on a 14 track album like it's like oh okay cool i'll take it didn't really need it but thanks um yeah i know this this song has described more nights in my life than i'd like to imagine it's just kind of like where are my friends i don't know where i am the the lights are coming up i don't really want to stumble into the sunset uh and i think that part where he's talking about stumbling into the sunset where the tempo kicks up it's like oh shit my anxiety is going up i have to somehow stumble home now and i think that reflection of the mood swings is just really creative musical writing and i think again we i feel like they were just writing Gen the kind of generic rock songs and putting really interesting stories over top of that and then this feels the back half feels like they were really starting to think about all the pieces together and i really started to enjoy it quite a bit and then you know it kind of crashes back down again when it, it feels like you make it home i don't i don't think that's what the lyrics are about but to me that was my headcanon it's like oh shit there's my house okay i'm good and everything kind of crashes down your anxiety stops spiking um but yeah no this the drums in this track just don't sound good again it's the cymbals they're just too far forward and kind of muffle everything else um but that being said it's not the that's not the band's fault i think it's just a mix or maybe it was just my cell phone speakers this this morning <laughs> um but you know if it's if it's a good mix it's it shouldn't matter too much but i don't want i hate to end on a, a bad note because i did really like this song but yeah no yeah I, I'm interested to go back and listen to it, see if I hear it too. Um, what's an album about your 20s without a bar close song? Uh, instead of this being like a, a late, I, I think instead of it being like an early 20s uh, bar song, this is like your late 20s and it's just not as fun anymore. It can quickly turn toxic. I kind of took it as a different way of like, you've been in the bars for so many years and you've been drinking incessantly and now you're like, oh, shit, like, who are all these people? I don't recognize any of these people. I don't recognize myself. Um, and it's it's almost like a 
it started out as like a fun relationship with the bar and now it's turned into like a the bar's got a hold on you um and the, it, it's it comes across as like a bar closed sing-along but it's more of like an anxious song of like i'm here and i can't help but be here and then that anxiety halfway through is like i need to like i need to get away i need to stop being so hungover i that anxiety you get with a hangover in your late 20s is awful it makes you never want to drink again where your heart's beating and you're like does everyone hate me what did i do last night um and it's just like the what the hell am i doing and then i kind of like that it settles back down at the very end where it's like well i'll just i'll go out for one more you know yeah (laughs) don't really say goodbye this time i'll go out for one more you know yeah um so it's kind of cool that you can take things completely different from songs yeah totally i think your 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 description is probably more accurate to the original voice of the song um and i've I've experienced that too i mean perfect example is when i go home for thanksgiving and i go to my what was my favorite dive bar in the last two years i'm like man holy shit i don't know anybody here anymore there used to be like a place where i could you know see people that i used to know and have a good time and now it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of kids that i don't know and mm-hmm. it, it's it's a, it's a weird feeling, and I I haven't really enjoyed it the last couple times I've done it. So yeah, I think that's probably exactly what this song is because I know exactly how that feels. Yeah, I think <laughs> I had imagined like they were taking a break from touring and they went back home, and a lot of these feelings are things that everyone relates to. It's like everything in my hometown makes me feel bad, makes me yeah. feel like I'm not where I should be, even though you are. Yeah. Um, so track 12 after the party, uh, like we discussed earlier, this definitely should have been the last track on the album. Um, that being said, I admittedly skipped this song prior to listening to this album, uh, critically. And I think it's because the way that the song starts, I always thought it was like, Oh, another run of the mill song, Uh, but it really kicks up and it's a great song. Um, it starts, I forget how the intro is, but it's kind of slow and kind of felt like it was going to be mid-tempo, but it really turns into like a punk rock jam. And yeah. it, it grapples um, with the fact that like someday the party, in parentheses, which is kind of what we've been getting at the whole album, someday the party is going to be over. And whether that's, you know, the rock and roll lifestyle or, you know, being able to go out with your friends like you wanted to, it's nice to be surrounded by people who are going to be there after the party is over. And I Mm -hmm. thought this song is one of my favorites for that reason is like after the party, it's me and you, you know, like no matter what happens, it's me and you. And I think that's a really cool song because you have to kind of take stock of and you're getting close to 30. You have to take stock of who's around and who's really going to be there after the good times are over, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Um, and the intro really reminds me of something and I can't quite place it, but I do like it. Um, yeah, I just, I listened to it a few times trying to like jog that memory and I couldn't, I couldn't place it, but it reminds me of something that I like. So that's, that's never a bad thing. Um, and again, I, I, I talk about the symbols a little bit in my notes, but the drums overall sound much better. Uh, because it's, again, it's a late album banger. And it, I think this whole back half of the album, if they would release from Bad Catholics to After the Party as an EP, it would have been an incredible EP. Uh, it really kind of showcases the full range of what the band can do, I think. Um, but yeah, it, I think 
they define it. They definitely decided to stop riding the fence of being kind of grown up rockers and just decided, eh, fuck it. We'll be a rock band again. Um, because the, you know, it's just, it's more gritty. And I think I, I, I enjoy that more. Again, it was more aligned with what my initial expectations were. Uh, and, you know, I feel like they finally found an identity towards the back half of the album and kind of stuck with it. Uh, yeah, that's that's really it. The hook is really effective. Uh, it's one of those choruses that I actually really remembered from this this album. And I think the first half kind of suffers from the lack of effective hooks. Um, and I think, that, again, that's part of what kind of annoyed me is I just there was nothing I kept latch on to to kind of really remember the, each song by. Uh, and at this one, I really I found myself kind of like starting to sing along with the chorus a little bit, which is that's always a good song, mm-hmm. sign, right? Like it's it's memorable because you remember it's like Blues Traveler said, the hook brings you back. And, uh, and you, you're not song, singing uh, where are we going to go now that our 20s are over? No. Nope. Dang. That's why it's my <laughs> lawn mowing album. No, I do. I do. No, I, that one is one of them. But it, again, this is one of the few instances where um, I really felt like I could connect to a hook. Yeah. And, you know, it's a shame we had to wait till, uh, what, track 13 to get 40 minutes to get, into the album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on that note, let's just let's go into the closer. Um, Living Ain't Easy. Um, and after I talked about them rediscovering their grit, it was really weird to get this kind of it's really meandering. Um, and, and when I was listening to it this morning, I'm like, let me just kind of hit random points on the the. Um, playthrough here and just kind of see if it sounds different and it really doesn't throughout the entire song um and it's just it's it's a weird choice to close an album with i I, it's i actually do kind of like the song but it ain't it for an album closer it's 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 it feels like a track six or track seven palette cleanser Uh, i don't know the chorus has enough grit to keep you right in the pocket like a palette cleanser should but it just this needs to be a mid-album track uh, and, and after the party was just such a good way to end, I think, on kind of like a high, a higher tempo, um, this mid tempo, kind of almost slow tempo. It just felt really weird for an album closer. Um, again, the song is good. I just I, I don't know. I was just very confused by the album construction. here. I totally agree. <clears throat> and I think this song should have been scratched because I really liked after the party is the last song. Mm-hmm. But let me play devil's advocate for a minute, just because um I think it's a cool way to talk about where your life is at. I think this is like just showing like all this stuff has been about our 20s, but this is where we're at now. And it's kind of talking about how his life is just reduced to motels and continental breakfasts that don't have coffee um, to chase his dreams. And I think this is the last song on the album because the last lines for this whole album was... In vibrant hues and subtle brush strokes of memory, the life I've painted, I've sold for a quick 20. And that's the last thing we hear from this album. And I thought that was so cool. was like, I've gone back and seen where everyone else is at. And I told myself I was doing it. I'm out here living this lavish lifestyle. But I sold my, I've, the life I've painted, I've sold for a quick 20. It's like kind of reevaluating, like, why am I doing this? Why am I out here chasing my dream when everyone else is out there being perfectly happy with the life they have? And I think that's kind of the thesis of the album. Sure. I think thematically that makes sense. Um, But sonically, it does not make sense. (laughs) No, it makes no sense sonically. 
They could have found yeah, a way to like orchestrate the song as maybe like a slow ballad to end the song or maybe even like a fast song that ends slow. I don't know. There was a, a couple different directions that could have taken it because I really like that as the last line of the album. But, mm-hmm. you know, you got to work to get it. Yeah, right. It's, I don't know. Who are we to know? We're not fucking recording artists. We just right. listen to shit and judge it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so You want to get into closing thoughts? I know we've kind of touched on most of them, but. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's just, again, my now that I've had some time to reflect on it, um, I like I said, I think I listened to this album the wrong way until I had that kind of epiphany this morning of I should be focusing more on the storytelling aspect here um, than just the pure sonic experience, which is how I listen to music the most of the time. I mean, we made fun of you for talking about lyrics in our Metallica episode a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, if that, that doesn't tell you how I listen to music, then nothing will. Um, there's certain genres of music that I really care about the lyrics in rock is not one of them typically. Uh, so again, I would like to, I feel like I may have been unfairly harsh on a lot of this stuff just because the way I was going about it was maybe the wrong way for what the artist intended. Uh, again, I, I think a B is perfectly fine for this album. I think there's, there's no, there's no real stinkers, but there's some questionable album placement choices, um and then again just kind of, it's kind of feels very monotone to the first two-thirds of the album which again i think if you listen to the, every one of those songs individually you're going to like them a lot more at least i would and uh it's just not great for an album listen uh to have such a monotonous tone to the sonic experience but overall really good i enjoyed the themes i think i enjoy this guy's voice I think I finally decided whether I liked him or not, and I do. I think I just like more of the growl than the clean. Yeah. And any every song where he used more growl than clean, I really enjoyed. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's kind of unfair because I've listened to this album so much that I just now started like really digging into the lyrics. I'd known the lyrics to a couple of the songs, but um, when I started looking them up, they kind of hit home more than I was realizing, and I think that it's unfair for me to be like, well, you were harsh on the album. I mean, you didn't get the same amount of time with it as I did. You got what? Seven days with it. Yeah. And then you had to, to criticize it. Um, but yeah, getting a chance to like really take my time with this album and look through the lyrics for each song and realizing like, it's not just a goodbye to your twenties. It's like a reflection of where you're at in life compared to everyone else. And you can't help but do that, especially with the internet and seeing where everyone else is at in life. It's it's really easy, and I think that's why I enjoy this album so much. Um, and I I don't know I I'm probably gonna have to take a few weeks off from it <laughs> from listening to it so much, but um, it's gonna be one I, I keep around. And I think it's there's a reason it's a a summer essential is because it's still it's still pretty light in terms of like sonically, but yeah. the the lyrics can can gotcha. And that's why I said it was my my grass mowing album is like I'm just <laughs> I'm out on my two and a half acres mowing my grass and I hear where are you gonna go now that your twenties are over it it hits pretty hard. Sure. Um, yeah, so, it's no oh, go ahead. The grass the grass is a metaphor for your twenties. Yeah, cutting it away. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. Um, let's get into songs of the show. Yep. Um, I'll go first since our second since yours is kind of special for us specifically. Um, Thinking About You by uh, Ray Brown and Joji. Um, 
I have been in a huge lo-fi kick recently. So anytime Joji releases something, I'm going to dig it. He, if you're familiar with the early days of YouTube and filthy Frank, that's, that's who Joji is. He's turned into like this kind of slow jammy, uh, lo-fi artist that I really dig. Um, He's part Japanese. I think he grew up in Japan, so he kind of gets that whole lo-fi scene really well. And uh, yeah, it's just a cool track. I mean, if you like lo-fi and you like a little bit of lyrics with your lo-fi, this is a good pick. Yeah, it's like uh, I think I said it's lo-fi R&B. It was yeah. really chill. It kind of made me feel the same way like later Mac Miller made me feel, where you're just like, yeah, kind of just bobbing your head along with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not much to lo-fi. It's just kind of a it's it's more of a mood than a sonic experience. Yeah. Um my song of the show. We've been hinting at it for a few weeks. Um maybe even a few months. Cycles of Pain by Highway Sniper. Uh we discussed a Highway Sniper EP late last year and they were kind enough to message us and let us know they listened and that they were going to use a sound clip from one of from our podcast on their song and honestly it scared the shit out of us because we didn't they didn't tell us what they were going to use what clip they were going to use um so we've been like re-listening to the episode hoping and pining for them to tell us what it was going to be and yeah uh kevin is the intro to cycles of pain by highway sniper which is Mm -hmm. fucking awesome dude (laughs) Yeah, and uh, again, I, I like this song much more than anything else on the EP we reviewed. Um, it's still not super my cup of tea, but it's, I think maybe I have some rose-tinted glasses because now I'm officially the intro to a song. <laughs> um, and you get yeah, to hear my cool. laugh. I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really cool that they use that. And I think you say something like, I'm never going to listen to this album again. It's borderline treason- treasonous. And how- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nothing a hardcore band wanted more for you to say right. than, that they were borderline treasonous. They were like, Fuck yeah, I think, yeah, someone gets it. I say, yeah, I think I say, like, these could be considered acts of terrorism. And then the song starts right up, which is perfect for a hardcore band. Like, yeah. they, they couldn't have asked for a better soundbite to use to intro one of their songs. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm actually, cool. I'm going to put that at the end of this episode so people can hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go listen to, to Cycles of Pain by Highway Sniper and, hear uh kevin's uh sultry voice (laughs) if you haven't had enough of it already uh do you know what album you're picking next week uh i don't alex alec actually reached out to me with a bebop band that i have yet to listen to so it might be that okay um might might have a alex sullivan special on our hand uh but yeah no i haven't really decided yet i'll i'll uh i'll let you know in the next couple of days okay Um, and we'll post it on socials as well if i remember yeah um so yeah that's our episode uh go check us out on twitter at off cliff instagram is at off the beaten cliff and the email is off the beaten cliff at gmail.com yep all right we'll see you guys next week bye uh i will never listen to this album again <laughs> it's crazy man it's like literally they're they're committing this is these could be considered terroristic threats <laughs> <laughs>